0: to ain 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 stories well that's just my name ain 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 or triple ain and this is our fourth episode So I told you this story until the point where Ass and Tit were texting and were planning to meet up. Later that day, Ass picked up Tit at their office and they went to Tit's flat to hang out with the lemon haze. Ass said, So, can I roll the joint? Of course, Ass. I actually miss those perfectly uneven joints that you roll. He rolled. She grabbed a couple of beers and they took off. This haze smells so nice, literally like lemon. So tell me, what's happening on this earth, my sweet tit? And tit started talking about her office life. The nightmares that she has. How exhausted and empty she feels. The mouth. The toothless man. How her twin sister hurts her with her sharp tongue. Tit went on. Ass was trying to focus on Tit's face as she was talking. But his eyes could hardly focus on anything. The haze was kicking in for real. As felt so much compassion for his dear friend. He really deeply loved it, but as he was flying, he felt an urge to play his mouth harp, but he told himself, come on ass, behave, it's not nice, she's sharing with you her most personal and insecure stuff and all you can think of is playing your mouth harp, just listen, behave ass, behave. So he resisted the urge, stayed as silent and focused as he could. And Tit poured everything out, all the anxiety and the disillusionment. And you know what my twin sister had to say after all that I told her about the nightmare and the toothless old man? She said, Tit, sister, you have to change your dealer. Can you imagine that ass? That's all she had to tell me. I said, Yo, tit, I ain't no psychologist. But I don't need to be one to have an opinion about mental things. Pass me another beer and let me tell you two things. One, you have to change your environment. You got to change this everyday routine of going to the office and smoking ganja alone afterwards. Let's change that. And two, don't change your dealer. This lemonade is beautiful. I love you, ass. I get what you mean. But how am I supposed to do that? Like changing my routine and my environment? Easy. Let me help you. And ass took a massive drag from the joint. See, for a change... Let's go to this exhibition tomorrow. I have a very good friend who is an artist and curator and is putting together an art exhibition. The opening is tomorrow. We go there together. You see some new people and you leave this toxic office environment for a change. said, Sounds really cool, As. Tomorrow evening, huh? Who is this friend of yours? Have I met him? What kind of exhibition? As said. "Yeah." Tomorrow in the evening. No, you never met him. He was doing his PhD abroad for a few years. His name is Crow. I mean, everybody calls him Dr. Crow now. And I don't know what kind of exhibition. All I know is that he has invited three international artists. And I know that Dr. Crow is good. Tit said, sounds exciting. I said, oh. And I forgot to tell you about the best part. Boobs is for free. I mean, at least for Ass and his companion. They went to sleep in Tit's flat. Ass, as usual, slept on the floor on a light mattress. And Tit on her bed in the fog of her humidifier. Early in the morning, Ass woke up, wrote a quick note for Tit, and left, as usual. And who knows where he headed to. The note read. Morning tit. Two things. One. I left early. Because as you know. I have problems. With staying under ceilings. Two. Do not change your dealer. See you at the show in the evening. Big ass hug. Ass. Now let me give you some. Short background information about the show. As I said, the exhibition is curated by Dr. Crow. He has a PhD in art from goldsmiths, and most of his research can be seen as contributions to what has become to be known as the post-colonial discourse. Dr. Crow works on notions of blackness and otherness, and as a result of that, he has also worked on normativity and whiteness. He takes great inspiration from philosophers in the field of critical whiteness studies, and in many of the essays that he writes, he makes a quote from the book, Look a White, by George Yancey. Dr. Crow has invited three artists for the show, Sloth, from Latin America, Bird, who is a nightingale, and Squirrel. Squirrel. All with very different practices, but with one common thread. Exhaustion. The exhibition happens in a very, very old and tall tree. Dr. Crow came up with the idea of having a tree as the common site for all the works. Tree as a site of exhaustion. Makes sense if you think about it, because for sloth, bird, and squirrel, Trees in common. Bird would perform on a branch high up on the tree. Sloth would use the trunk for his performance. And squirrel, being very familiar with trees, would make several site specific artworks, a few spatial interventions on the tree or in the tree. Finding the right tree was part of the research and preparation phase of the project. Dr. Crow flew every day for a few hours, floating in the air and looking for the ideal tree. He, being Dr. Crow, and having received enough public funding for the project, counted the hours that he flew and got it covered with part of the so-called production budget of the project. In the evening, just before the opening began, Tit was at the tree, waiting for us and looking around at all these fancy people whom she didn't know. There were two foxes, posh, with soft tails which moved around in slow, elegant movements. Tit recognized Dr. Crow as he was standing at the base of the tree being greeted by anyone That he made eye contact with she saw a sloth hanging from a branch bird sitting on a low branch and looking at everything from above calmly surrounded by her friends on the branch a few pigeons and a sparrow all looking very hip and artsy after a couple of minutes tit felt really lonely why am i here I so obviously don't belong here. As had told his other friends too about the show. While Tit was waiting, Cat and Dog came together, talking really loudly, the total opposite of all those sophisticated creatures. Cat was holding Goldie's tank in his hands. Dog said, "You see." I really appreciated that Ass invited us to this thing, but I have to be honest with you, Cat. I hate art. Look at all these pretentious creatures, thinking so good and righteous and sophisticated of themselves. Look at them two foxes. The vibe. Cat said, Shh, I get it, man. I do. But easy. Dog said, You see, I always wonder, Assume that you're young and you want to choose how how you're going to make a living. How megalomaniac you need to be to think that, hmm, I'm going to make art for a living. Like, I'm so special, so unique, extraordinary, that while everybody else has to work the ass off every day to make enough money, I will sit on my studio and make artworks. That needs some serious delusion of grandeur. Goldie said, "Shh, dog, I know exactly what you mean. But come on, man, let's be decent. For Asa's sake, I'm sure he knows a lot of creatures here. Look how those two foxes are looking at us. Let's be decent and enjoy the free booze. Cat said, Goldie's right. How many drink tickets did you get? I got only one. I need to find ass. Tid, who was hearing some parts of the conversation and had felt some strong connection with these two guys, said, Um, hey, uh, are you looking for ass, too? Cat said, Oh, yes. What did I tell you, dog? Everybody knows ass here. Um, mm, so... You're Ass's friend too? Tit said, Yes, an old friend. I'm Tit. Nice to meet you guys. Dog said, Oh, Tit! I heard so much about you from Ass. I remember you have a twin sister. Oh, and I also know that you get some of the best ganja in the city. Tit said, mm, That's nice of you and Ass. Goldie said, Do you know anybody here, Tit? I'm Goldie, by the way. Tit said, no, I don't know no one here, actually. Goldie said, hang out with us then, Tit. Cat said, is what Dog said true about the best ganja? I'm Cat, by the way. Tit said, well, I can show you. Cat said, yes, Goldie doesn't smoke, but Dog and I do. As they walk, to find a quiet spot behind the bushes, Astro's up, whistling and singing. Hmm... I can see that you already met. That's As's magic. Even when he's not there, his magic is. You just chill. First I'm gonna meet my friend Crow. Oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Crow. And then I'm gonna join you. As tit. Dog and Ass chill behind the bushes, each with a drink in their hands, and pass the haze around. Goldie swims around in the glass tank and enjoys being outside Cat's apartment. Ass and Dr. Crow greets and hug each other after a long time. Ass gets some drink tickets and says, I know it's going to be a very stressful day for you, so I leave you to your socializing with these amazing creatures. Dr. Crow said, Cool, just hang around. We're going to have a guided tour of Squirrel's work, and then we'll have two performances. As uses tickets for some more drinks and joined the circle of his friends, a literal circle, and got the haze. As the circle got higher and higher, Dr. Crow made the announcement. First, he thanked everybody, and then introduced Squirrel. And he talked briefly about his artistic practice. Squirrel is a visual artist, very, very visual. Squirrel makes installations, paintings, videos, projections, poetry, performances, and more. And he likes multidisciplinary works, so he usually combines any two, three, four, or more of the above-mentioned media in one artwork. He's a widely and internationally known artist, and having him in the show increased the chances of the funding applications for the show to go through. Dr. Crow make smart political decisions like that sometime. It was due to Dr. Crow's name and his insistence on having Squirrel in the show that he finally agreed to be in a group exhibition. Group exhibition? Dr. Crow leads the tour. They go inside the tree from a big hole on his body. Inside, there's a long tunnel through the tree where Squirrel put aside specific installations interventions it's boring and claustrophobic in there so i won't bore you with the details after the tour there was bird's performance bird is a nightingale and not many people have heard her voice but i have and i can tell you that bird's voice is divine she is a sound artist, but never sings. She argues that nightingales are known to be great singers, so I never sing. I never even open my mouth. I make sounds with a closed mouth. In her sound performances, she makes sounds with everything but her mouth. Birth has had a special life. Special, if you can call it that. Long time ago, she was migrating with a large group of her people, flying in the sky during the day and sleeping on trees at night. But at some point on the long journey, she lost the group. Lonely and hopeless, she settled down here and started from zero. In her artist statement, Bird talks about immigration and alienation. She always insists that her performances should preferably happen in darkness, as they are purely sound performances, and the visuals are all too intense and basically a distraction. Bird is sitting on a branch of the tree with a massive audio mixer in front of her. As Dr. Crow finishes his intro, Bird nods at him and gets focused. The crowd goes silent all concentrated on the big branch where the bird is sitting. Bird starts her performance, first only flapping her wings and playing with the knobs on her mixer. Then slowly she flaps faster and then starts flying around the branch, touching the leaves and hitting the branches, creating rhythms with her wings, feet and head, with one hand on the knobs of the mixer. She went on for something like fifteen minutes, and with every minute she got more and more intense, making this mesmerizing cacophony with a body and with a mouth closed. Nothing like the cute voice of a nightingale. Burr's performance changed the atmosphere of the show completely. As she suddenly stopped at a moment when nobody expected it and sat on the branch completely exhausted. Everybody's mouth was open. Creatures clapped for a long time, longer than is normal for an art exhibition. Even Dog was moved. Goldie was absolutely hypnotized by the work, and Tit was feeling so much different than all these past weeks and months. Her anxiety had disappeared temporarily at least the best part of the show though was loth's work he does mostly performance works and sometimes video his subject is slowness and inefficiency he argues that we live in a fast supremacist society a society that values speed in which either you are fast or your life has almost no value. For this show, Sloth had created a performance work. After half an hour from Bird's performance, after everybody had calmed down, Dr. Crow announced the beginning of Sloth's performance. Nothing had happened though. Sloth ...was still hanging on the trunk of the tree, just like before, motionless. After a minute or two, some creatures started to get restless. What is going on? Dog in particular was thinking that he could use this work as a proof of his point about art and stuff. At the fourth or the fifth minute, all of a sudden, Goldie shouted, He's moving! Tit took Goldie and moved closer. Closer and closer. Sloth was moving. But very, very, very slowly. Sloth was climbing as slowly as he could, and that was his performance work. He kept climbing for the duration of the performance, which for this show was only half an hour, as Dr. Crow believed that the audience would get restless after that. But Sloth has done this performance for two hours before, several times actually. Sloth kept climbing in an invisible way for 30 minutes. Then he turned his head and shyly said, Thank you. Tit and Goldie were breathless. Dr. Crow did some measurements on the trunk of the tree where Sloth was hanging and announced, Four centimeters and three millimeters in half an hour.